Another big transfer portal weekend. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Brought to you by the Purple Mattress from any of the Muskelly Sleep Stores. Go Purple. I've been sleeping on a Purple Mattress for almost two years. I love it. You'll love it. Try it out at any of the Muskelly Sleep Store locations today. We are ESPN 105.9 The Zone. The Out of Bounds Show. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We'll have Steve Palazzolo on, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com, the NFL site. At 8.30, they nerd out on the numbers. And then at 9.30, we'll have Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. Uh, both will join us on the Patron Tequila Guest Line. Try Reposado or Añejo. Super Premium Tequila, 100% Blue Agave. Again, good morning. Welcome in on a Thursday. We're not having football all week. Um... But I am excited about the playoff games on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Blake's got, speaking of SEC insider hit, brought to you by the Purple Mattress at Muskelly Sleep Store. We have several, you know, we've got some SEC flavor at the quarterback position. Oh. In the, in the playoffs. Um, and y'all know Joe Burrow played at LSU. And you know Dak Prescott played at Mississippi State. Even though... Jalen Hurts is an Oklahoma Sooner. He did play at Alabama. Well, he did. Both of those are facts. Okay. Um, No lies detected. But we've got some good Burrow audio, and we want to drop that and then jump into some other things as far as the SEC West. Again, Tulu Griffin staying at Mississippi State. Walker Howard to Ole Miss. Um, Lane Train and Zach Arnett trying to add pieces Uh, Two totally different approaches strategically, though. One is pretty much gone all in on retaining their roster. The other one is going to have a pretty big roster shakeup again this year, right? So Ole Miss going heavy transfer portal again. Mississippi State doing some transfer portal, but uh, busting there, you know what, to retain players like Jaden Crumity, Tulu Griffin, Xavion Thomas, Nathan Pickering. Um, I mean, so did Ole Miss with Qu- Quinshawn Judkins and some others. But going, he- I mean, they're they're looking at adding several more transfer portal guys where uh, Mississippi State is just going to dabble. This is Joe Burrow um, talking about whether or not he's an underdog, Blake. Yeah, it's always, I always enjoy going on the road. It's uh just you and your guys. Feels like it's you against the world, and that's that's where we like to be. Do you feel like an underdog going into this game? I never feel like an underdog. Oh, love that! Yeah, never feel like an underdog. I'm Joe Burrow. I am Joe Burrow, starter for the Cincinnati Bengals, and they'll be heading to or Bengals. They'll be heading to Buffalo Orchard Park, baby, to play the Buffalo Bills this weekend. I never feel like an underdog. No. Look, I love the smirk at the end. Hold on. Listen to that smirk one more time. I never feel like an underdog. <laughs> That's like Joe you, Burrow. You fools. I'm not betting against Joe Burrow. And look, I'm not betting against the Bills either. That's a game I'd want no part of. No, I, I'm with you. Where, where do you go with that game? <laughs> you watch it with, as you on National Popcorn Day with your popcorn. Yeah. You watch that game going, this could be. It's what we were robbed of 
couple weeks ago with the DeMar Hamlin thing, just an amazing matchup. Who knows what you know would have played out, whatever. But now you're going to get... It feels almost like there's a seesaw in the AFC and the seesaw in the NFC. In the NFC, it's even. Giants-Eagles, going to be a great game. Cowboys-49ers, going to be a great game. You think so? Absolutely. Okay. Because I don't think the Eagles are perfect, and they've been kind of rusty lately. Jalen Hurts has only played like three-fourths of a game in the last four, right? So there's you got you got that going on. The The Giants look hot. They look like a great team. Dayball's playing really well as a play caller. On the other side, Cowboys 49ers. I mean, you're talking about two of the biggest brands. It's going to be a heavyweight fight. In the AFC, you've got Burrow, Josh Allen, Bills, Bengals, like two of the greatest young names in the quarterback in the NFL, two of the hottest franchises in the NFL over the last couple years. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have Jaguars, Chiefs, which just doesn't feel... It feels very David Goliath. It feels very one-sided in that matchup. Even though Trevor Lawrence has been good and Doug Peterson's been good, it's yeah, like they have. It's like they're not the chief, like the Chiefs are that. The Chiefs are America when it comes to military. Like you, you look over the horizon and it's like there's 800 tanks and a thousand naval ships and 10,000 planes, and you go, where did all these people come from? That's the Chiefs skill players on offense yeah, and their talent on the defensive even, front. Even after losing Tyreek Hill. It's incredible. They just, they look so overpowering. I had a friend that went to the, to the Bengals Chiefs game last year when Cincinnati beat them and Joe Burrow to go to the Super Bowl. And he said it was unbelievable. He, he's a Cincinnati fan. He said he had never experienced anything like what the town was like. And that he owned, he had a driver. He on purpose went to like six or seven bars slash restaurants just to get the, you know, the sense of defeated, you know, fan base. Yeah. And it, it was something he had never witnessed in his life. Dude, I'm telling you, it just, it's going to be incredible to see these next, these games this weekend. And then obviously the NFC and AFC title game this next weekend because. Dak Prescott is your oldest quarterback. You mentioned SEC flavor. All eight of these QBs were Manning Academy counselors in college. Which Mike Dettelier has talked about all of them on this show. Which is crazy. At the Manning Passing Academy. Yeah, all, all eight were camp counselors at the Manning Passing Academy, which is pretty cool. And all eight are under 20. You have 29-year-old Dak Prescott. He's the grandpa. You have 27-year-old Patrick Mahomes. And then everyone's younger than that. It's just remark. It's the new era. How many years did we get either Brady, Manning, or Rogers, or Rogers, or Roethlisberger? Those were like yeah. the four names that would represent AFC, and they would just cycle through. And now it's just a, it's the true new era, the new chapter of the NFL. And as somebody said on the text line, Joe Burrow's got a little Michael Jordan vibe to him, doesn't he? He got a little swag to him, man. Well, you mentioned he got. You know, Ohio State just said you're not good enough. And he took that chip on his shoulder to LSU, and the first year didn't go real well. And then he got paired up with Brady. Yeah. And and boom, they took off, and it was either the most dominant or one of the most dominant college football teams in history. I was at that national championship game. It wasn't close, yeah. Well, Clemson, Clemson started off the first quarter and change in control. And, I mean, literally, you just felt... 
in in two seconds, LSU just flipped it on them. They and just dominated turned, yeah. the rest of the way. Burrow turned it on. Yeah, uh, he was he was remarkable. And the best part was again, and Trevor Lawrence was on the field. And this is where I go back to the whole Walker Howard thing to bring it full circle. No one had Joe Burrow even as a like top three round pick when he left Ohio State going to LSU. After his first year at LSU, he was a marginal project for the NFL, right? Hey, looks the part. He's got the body. He didn't show anything his his first year at LSU that makes you go, that's a bona fide first-round pick. And then what happens? It all clicks. Now we sit here and, I mean, the guy is literally, he might be the single biggest name in the NFL right now. It's crazy. Whoa. It's crazy how big he's blowing up. Okay. And he's in a market that's not designed to do that for you. No. If Joe Burrow's in New York, if Joe Burrow's in Dallas, if he's, I mean, even in if he had been Pittsburgh. like, yeah, maybe the Patriots because they've become a national brand over they the sure last have. 20 years. You know, I, he's not. He's at Cincinnati. He's at Cincinnati. Have not only Brady and maybe Rodgers, but more lost their fastball, but have Saban and Belichick. Have you seen the splits on Belichick without Brady? Yeah, I, I saw it and that you bookmarked it in our Twitter. It's not good. Well, let me go over it real quick, just for our listeners. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by your next John Deere tractor at Ag Up Equipment and their 18 locations, agup.com, agup.com. So, Belichick versus Brady. Belichick without Brady as the starting QB in 10 seasons as a head coach has two playoff berths and one playoff victory. <sighs> Brady without Belichick as head coach in three seasons has three playoff berths and five playoff victories, including a Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. I, look, it is what... The Sean Payton second chapter is going to be great to watch. I can't wait. Because it's something like, we're going to get more of the, see, Belichick spent 20 years with Brady. That's crazy. Yeah. Payton had 12 years with, with Breeze, I think is what it was, something like that. Now he's still got more runway in front of him. We're going to get a lot of. like 14. Okay. And I know he set yeah. out, I know Payton set out one year and then the last year he missed Drew for like 10 games of the season, right? So you you kind of got robbed a little bit. Yeah. But but yeah, that's you're going to get Peyton substantial, a lot of Sean Peyton without his Hall of Fame QB, Drew Brees. What's he going to look like? Belichick has struggled without his Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. That's a great question. The, you asked, did Belichick and Saban lose their fastball? My question would be, did Belichick have the fastball or did he just have Tom Brady? Oh, he had the fastball. I don't know. Some of those draft, you start looking at the draft picks and you go, oh, without Tom Brady, those draft picks are even worse. But they nailed a bunch of them. Uh, I mean, they had a bunch of guys know. get in that Patriots system that were pretty freaking yeah. awesome for like, you know, six, five to, well, they, they didn't keep people no. other than Brady because they weren't going to pay you, except every now and then a big contract. But you'd have guys come in for three to five years that were pretty damn awesome. You got to, you got to, to me, you look at it and you go, Tom Brady prove, is proving that he was the backbone of that run more than anybody. I think that's the case. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. 
After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. I think I think bringing it back to the SEC, can you say was Kirby Smart the backbone to Nick Saban's run? You could make that argument. Um, we saw the splits, Kirby Saban with Kirby know, Saban without. He just got rid of Bill O'Brien. And Pete Golden. Here's the question with Nick Saban. Does he go out of the Jimmy Sexton tree? I mean, I don't know why he allows Sexton to have that much influence on him considering he he has the aces in that relationship. Who's going to say no um, to Nick Saban? Right. So so all pretty much all he's done is hire Sexton guys. Is Is... Is Nick capable of looking at the landscape of college football and say, I just need to go get the best dudes that I can, regardless of who represents them? Um, Bill O'Brien and Pete Golding are Jimmy Sexton guys. There were others before that were Jimmy Sexton guys, right? Some worked, some didn't. What will Saban do now that Georgia is in the lead and there's never going to be a clear path like it was for Saban. Um, Georgia and Florida couldn't get their act together for the better part of Saban's run. Yeah. Okay. Um, At LSU so, and in Alabama. <laughs> I mean, there were years where Missouri was winning the East, which is, I know, hard to, I mean, that's how good Gary Pinkle is. But there, Gary Pinkle went to Atlanta twice. There are teams who haven't been to Atlanta. And and so Florida and Georgia during the big chunk post Urban Meyer, and then Rick was never going to win it. He was never going to mm. have the edge, mm. the 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 deal, all the mojo and whatever. And so Saban had a clear path because the East was so weak and down. There is no longer a clear path. Georgia is ne- is not going anywhere, and now the West rebooted with Brian Kelly and Hugh Freeze. Mm. So when you look at the path of least resistance for Saban. It's long gone. Long gone. Long Ed Ogeron compared to Brian Kelly, good grief. Okay? Uh, Les Miles compared to Brian no. Kelly, good grief. No. Uh, Hugh Freeze compared to, and, and I, I don't, I believe that Harson can coach football, but he just bad, Different. bad yeah. you know, bad mojo, bad chemistry. And then, obviously, Hugh Freeze. Now, Gus is a good coach. Um but even going before then, uh, Freeze trumps Chiswick. So my point is, Brian Kelly, Hugh Freeze, and Kirby Smart, the path now for mm-hmm. Saban is mm-hmm. like 100 times more uh, difficult. Even the other schools who aren't near the matchup, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, 
have are better in the last three years than they were in the previous six before that. You know what I mean? Like they all of them. MSU, had, Ole Miss, and Arkansas all have athletes, talent, and even if they're not going to beat you, they'll beat you up. They'll they'll give you correct. a physical game. It's a much better game, correct? And um, I know Florida's coming, but we'll just see what happens with kind of what they do and 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 how it looks. Uh, Speaking of Florida, did you spend a lot of time looking at that Jalen Jaden Rashada? I, I read the Rashada article on theAthletic.com. Pretty wild. Well, so he he had an eight nine million dollar deal from Miami last summer through the fall. In November, he decides to flip to Florida, where there were rumors of a $13 million deal. <laughs> now there's talk that they weren't on the same page. I don't know what was signed, how it was structured. I don't know. How do you not be on the same page about something that big? I, I couldn't agree with you more. I Is mean, that on the collective side? Both. Is that on the Rashada and family and handlers and agent side? Um. I mean, obviously, if you're you're talking about a deal that big, handlers and agents are getting paid. You know, handlers and agents are shopping kids for five, fifteen, forty grand. You know, fifty grand for the most part. We only focus on the big stuff, yeah. uh, and they're trying to get a thousand, twenty five hundred, thirty five. You know, you do that ten times a, a semester, right? That turns into real money. But when you have a structured deal of ten plus million, then the handler and the agent are looking at a seven figure, which is. You know, yeah, that's technically illegal too. According to the NIL rules, you're not supposed to sign to induce recruitment, well, right? We could go down that route. But the point is, um, Rashada, who who signed with Florida, um, is trying to get out of the deal. I don't know how the Florida Collective and Rashada and his agents and handlers and family are going to get back on the same well, page. And and I guess my point was not. To be like, ooh, Florida's cheating. My point was, I wonder what has been signed and what's actually on paper been agreed to because of the rules of when you can sign these collective deals and when you can't. Yeah. I.e., like, until he commits, I don't think he was allowed, like, to have a signature on a contract, which is my whole point of, like, I wonder what's actually been signed, what what what's really in writing versus what was a handshake deal. But he's asked to be released. And appealed to the NCAA for his scholarship to be nullified. Uh, his dad is former defensive back at Arizona, and the CEO of the Gator, the Florida Gator, but the Gator Collective is Eddie Rojas. Um, and he he launched it in August. He's a former Florida baseball player who entered the NIL space with a crowdsourcing platform. Uh, Rojas hoped to make his alma mater known as NILU. We always thought, see, Florida doesn't like the under-the-table stuff and has done the least amount of the powers to be. Um, obviously, Spurrier didn't get into it. I do think Zook and Urban were a little more aggressive, but but nothing compared to what Kirby Smart, Saban, Auburn, LSU, others in the league do. Um, even Tennessee and Ole Miss, for that matter. So... But you thought Florida, now that it's legal, would say, hey, we're in. We'll we'll raise tens of millions of dollars over the next few years and get get back in the game. Apparently they did with the Rashada. They just screwed it up somehow. I mean, if if they were pledging thirteen million to one position, we thought Ole Miss was pledging a lot, bringing in Walker Howard after giving 
Jackson Dart, a you know, reported million, minimum half a million dollars. That's nothing compared to thirteen million for one quarterback. Hugh Hathcock pledged twelve point six million to Florida's athletic department in twenty twenty two. In April, he launched the Gator Guard, an assembly of wealthy donors capable of writing checks larger than the fan collective could amass in years. Hathcock said players need to know if they come to the University of Florida that they're going to have the best opportunities NIL-wise as any school in America. Rumors early were that they had already put together not cash on hand, but pledges of 30-plus million. So where, what does that look like for the Florida Gators? I mean, we know their fan base is insanely wealthy. That president's printed on paper, cash money. So, where where is this going to go with Rashada, uh, Florida's QB who signed on December 21st? I don't know what will happen with Rashada itself, but how big a factor is Florida being like, we have money, let's start using it? Yeah. It changes the landscape of the SEC. If, if they really do it, and they really well, apply it. If Rashada's any indication, they may have screwed it up, but they're at least willing to go after it. I mean, that, that's True. what this tells me to me is like, look, if you're Florida, you figure out a way. It's probably in your best interest to just, if you can cut the, the financial side, to let Rashada go and keep moving forward because it's botched. But what it does tell me is you're willing to spend that kind of money. If, even, if it's, even if it's half that, let's say the realistic number is $7 million. That's the actual contract value. It's 13's inflated. Right. Even if you're spending $7 million on one player, uh, you're officially in the ballpark, baby. You're playing. You're you're up to bat now. If you're Florida, you're no longer outside what? parking your car. Kirby Smart has motivated Florida because Florida laughed at Georgia once they flipped it on them in the '90s, and they won three national titles before Georgia had won one since 1980, and now Georgia's knocked down two, and Georgia has. M- motivated Florida and now that it's somewhat legal NIL that Florida can go and raise tens of millions of dollars in their um, NIL collective. Mm. All right, let's switch gears. Uh, We talked, you know how we got down the whole rabbit hole of the greatness or not greatness of Waffle House? Yeah. I got something for you on Uh um, four things you should never do in a restaurant. Okay. You ready? Four things I should never do. Yeah, it's brought to you by today.com. Um, don't rearrange the tables on your own. If you notice waiters get mad, they're like, let me handle it. Or the hostess, uh-huh. hostess, you know, yeah. combination. Yeah. Because you, you'll start, a, a person, a customer will start doing it, and they're like, what the hell is going on? I got let you. us handle this. Okay. All right, so don't rearrange the tables on your own, according to this. Number two. This may surprise some people. Okay. Don't forget to wash your hands after you handle a menu. Because uh, the menu's the most touched thing. Yeah, I get that. They Here they say they were gross even before COVID. They don't get cleaned enough, get handled by dozens of people a day. Yeah. And fall on the floor a lot. That makes sense. Okay. All right, so you, you good with those two? I'm not, yeah, I'm not anti those. Well, it's just a matter of time because you like to be anti something. Here's number three. Don't send back food just because it's not what you expected. If it's cooked wrong or the order is off, send it back. Agreed. But it, don't demand a refund just because you ordered salmon and then 
remembered you don't like salmon. Correct. Okay. All right. That's what's called people who don't know how to go out to eat. But there's a there's a percentage of those, you know, in every restaurant. Number four, don't leave gross stuff on the table for the waiter to clean up. Like if you blow your nose. Oh yeah. Or anything as far as dirty diapers with the baby or something like Correct. that. Correct. Yeah. What do you think about those four? Uh it that list was written by someone who works in the food industry. Yeah. That's a as much as I agree with it, that's a biased list. Okay. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the Purple Mattress at any of the Miskelly Sleep Store locations. Straight ahead, Bama no longer has a clear path. 